Good morning, everybody. I am going to start us out by sharing my screen to show a picture to you here. We arrange things here so I can see it. So you might recognize this, you may not. Um, a series of pictures came out last summer from the James Webb Telescope. It was sort of the upgrade to the Hubble Telescope. And so some of the first images of the universe that were in a little bit more high definition um, started to come through. Back when I was still on Twitter, um, <laughs> I, I was watching some of these come out like as they were released because I've just always had a fascination with astronomy and with you know, quantum physics and different things. And I thought that this, this particular image was just really pretty breathtaking because it shows all of the myriad galaxies that are just in this one place. It reminded me of a pair of, um, I think I had some like pajama pants when I was a kid that almost had like, this is almost what it looked like, the print, something similar. Um, so that resonated a little bit. But I, I think like many of you, um, I have to work really hard on like mindfulness, right? Of trying to be present in my body and the here and the now, you know, some of it is growing up female and queer and there's different, you know, reasons that sometimes um, we can get sort of disconnected from our own bodies. And so for me, it's been a bit of a journey to like reconnect. Um, I love gardening so I can put my hands in the dirt and I just I can tell that I'm like present and connected to the world around me. And then I look at pictures like this and I feel odd and I feel a little bit overwhelmed at just the vastness of the universe and our little tiny blip of a place and space and time. And I think that in light of all that we're starting to know about this just wildly complex universe that we live in, it begs the questions, just how do we think about and talk about God and how do we worship and pray to a God that is so big and what are we to God in this space? And so we're, we're finishing up a sermon series here where we've been touching on a few metaphors for the divine. And this week I wanna speak on a metaphor that I think could be a little helpful to us in this context. And this is a God who is engaged in our universe and engaged in its ongoing process of change, God as becoming, right? So the metaphor God is becoming and talking about us as part of the God who is becoming. So the scripture that I'd like to use this morning is from the book of Exodus, it's from chapter three. And it's a scene that I touched on a couple of weeks ago when I was talking about God as consuming fire, because we were touching on the scene where Moses is in front of a bush that it's caught on fire, right? Very famous story, probably all of us are familiar with it. Moses is out in the wilderness of the Arabian Peninsula. God starts speaking to him in a burning bush and asks Moses to lead his people out of slavery in Egypt. And so Moses is having this encounter with God who then names themselves to Moses in a new way. And God names himself as the ever becoming one. So here's how that goes. And this is from the Robert Alter translation. Robert Alter was a, a Hebrew scholar. Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the Israelites from Egypt? And God said, for I'll be with you, and this is the sign for you that I myself have sent you. 
When you bring the people out from Egypt, you shall worship God on this mountain. And Moses said to God, Look, when I come to the Israelites and I say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they say to me, What is their name? What do I say to them? And God said to Moses, Aya, Asher, Aya. I will be who I will be. And then God said, Thus shall you say to the Israelites, Aya has sent me to you. Right, so Moses is like, look, I can't do this thing. God's like, yes, you can, I'll be with you. And Moses asks a very logical question. Who are you anyway? What do I call you? What can I even say about you? People are gonna ask, who is this God? And I think these are the deep questions, right? These are the biggest of questions. And for Moses, and for the first time in the history of the Hebrew people, there is a divine revelation of this wholly unique name for God. Right? And so in this English translation that we just read, God says, you can call me, I will be who I will be. And you may have heard this translation, or you may have heard um, the more traditional translation is often, I am who I am, which is then just shortened to I am, which is Aya. So that word, if we're looking at the three that I put in the chat there, Aya, Asher, Aya, Aya is first person singular of the verb to be. <clears throat> it actually has a, an unclear tense. Asher means who or what. So while, while the tense of that verb for to be is unclear, Rabbi Toba, who we were reading her book, God is Here, she agrees with Robert Alter's translation of that one we just read of translating it more literally as like, I will be who I will be or I am becoming that I am becoming. Because the, the Torah continually depicts this God as learning and growing. And the Mishnah, which is a collection of Jewish oral commentaries that was compiled and written down a couple thousand years ago, it's, that's boiling it a complex thing down a little bit, but it was compiled and written down. But uh, a lot of the Mishnah also seems to affirm this kind of understanding of the creator, that the creator is dynamic. Right? So there's a lot that's, that's going on here with what God is saying to Moses. Moses is learning that this God cannot be limited by its name. Right? It can't be boxed in, it can't be defined or controlled. Um, the creator is much like the universe, infinitely large, but at the same time is still expanding and still changing, right? This God is becoming and in the process of becoming. And what is going on now is not what will be in the future. A God who is becoming makes even the most audacious of changes seem like a possibility. So let's step back for just a second here. Um, so I'm talking like such big picture. And I'd like to invite you to think about what you were like as a kid. Um, and I'll, I'll give a little bit of space here. Let me give you a second to think about that. What were you like as a child? Now, 
I'd be willing to bet that there are some parts of your personality and your character that have stayed pretty constant, right, as you've become an adult. And yet, there's also many parts of us that change and that grow in response to our experiences that we have, and in some cases, in response to our efforts to maybe change some aspects of ourselves. Right, so, you know, like I was a pretty typical perfectionistic oldest child. I remember in my early 20s when I first started you know, working in the business world, I had to learn to let some of that perfectionism go because it just wasn't making my life very good. And I'm sure that you also have had things that you've had to sort of let go in order to thrive or things that you're in the process of still letting go in order to thrive because that is a journey. But there are also a few characteristics each of us have that remain constant, like maybe you've always been kind, or maybe you've just always been a little tightly wound, or funny, or outdoorsy, or, um, you know, in the case of my wife, a little shy. Maybe you've always been a college football fan, and maybe you always will be, right? Parts of us remain con um, consistent over time. And this happens on a physical level with our bodies, right? The, the cells of our bodies are constantly dying and replenishing. We're told that like every seven to 10 years or so, our bodies replace every single cell that's in them. And so while our cells are new, something about us is still us, right? Our DNA is the same. So it's like we've got the same programming, but a slightly different casing. I mean, different-ish because our DNA kind of dictates some. Um, but right, same programming, different casing. So what if God is a little bit like this too? You know, what if there are aspects of God's nature or character that just never change? And what if there are other aspects that do change in response to God's experiences? You know, the New Testament defines God in one word only three times that I'm aware of. I think it's three. God is spirit. God is truth. God is love. And so maybe those things are always true about God. Like maybe God is always spirit and maybe God is always true and God is always loving and that those are just constants innate to who God is. And you could always add maybe a few others like God is just or God is good, right? But in addition to that everlasting nature, God is also becoming because God's in relationship with everyone and everything. And God has new experiences, and those experiences affect God and shape the ideas that God offers back to us for the future. So in, in my field, in, in wonky theology here, we call that process theology. You might have heard it um, called other things if you're also a little bit of a theology wonk, open theism or relational theology. And a growing number of Jewish and Christian believers are embracing this idea about God. And Rabbi Spitzer also commends it in her book. So just in a nutshell, process theology originated with philosophers like Alfred North Whitehead. And they were responding to scientific insights like Einstein's theory of relativity um, and to what has become the field of quantum physics, to ideas like the only constant in the universe is change and movement and there are no unchanging substances, right? So you get that and what do you do with it, right? You and me and the air around us and even the items you're sitting on right now, if you're sitting like I am, all of these are collections of matter in relationship that interact and change. 
And so process theology, I think, has insight that's consistent with our scripture that God, too, is always in relationship and that God has experiences that have an effect on God. And so God can change. I wrote a little touch about this in Solus Jesus, but in relation to emergence theory, I think there's several ways that this kind of um, view of God can help us think about some complex issues uh, that are for maybe another sermon. I think you could write like entire dissertations on this idea, but the bottom line thought is that God is everlasting and aspects of God, like God's loving nature never change. And in other ways, God is a creative partner with us in all of life and that God is like us in that God is becoming. And God seems to have given that name to themselves, giving us humans some idea of who they are, right? Of this a little window of insight into this aspect of them, like the universe itself that God expands and grows and changes and adapts. So let me let me dial this down, I'd say super practically into something that we might find a little bit more helpful. Um, I think when when things are going really well for us, change can seem exciting, right? It, it can even seem joyful, like really hopeful. But when we encounter painful changes in our lives, um, whether it's divorces, breakups, job losses, sick family member, health issue, Rabbi Spitzer encourages us to just listen for opportunity in those spaces. That those are places and times when we can channel into the spirit of the divine power of becoming in our lives. And what I'd like to do here is just copy and paste some of the um, some prayers and questions that we can voice in response to life changes that might cause us a little bit of distress. And you don't need to uh, worry about writing all of these down. I, I've made a, a Lent prayer book that we'll be sending out this week and I'll be handing out also in person next week. So you'll have all of these in association with, with a meditation, but this will give you a little bit of a preview. Like one of the things that we can pray is just, Lord, show me where and how you're with me in this process. And then just allow the spirit to kind of allow our imaginations to help us see where God is at. We might pray, show me the possibilities that can come from this change and help me to work toward the possibilities that bring the most good for me and those around me. Because I, I see it as there are multiple futures and that God allows us some choice in what those look like. So just praying that, you know, help me to work toward the possibilities that will bring the most good for me. Um, help me to see what those are. How do you see what's happening here? Just show me spirit. And the last one is, is there a way that you can help me move forward with more freedom and joy in this? Because sometimes changes can be deeply stressful and can produce a lot of anxiety. So just, can you help me move forward with more freedom and more joy in this? And I'd say if you're a journaler, um, that can be something that you could engage where you could just maybe write out some possibilities of where you see things going. Um, if you're an artist, you could do some drawing along those lines. And I think we can just remember that no matter how old we are, that we're still growing, right? We're, we're not done yet, no matter how old we are. I've, I've actually got a birthday this week and I love my birthday, I'm turning 45. And so even at 45, 
um, or 85, or even if you're 15, right? We are always in this process. And we remember that God is compassionate for us in that and patient and not frustrated with where we are today, but just there and happy to help us grow. God is here. God will continue to be ever more big and beautiful and loving than we've even yet seen. And that's what the name I am becoming that I am becoming tells us. So for our meditation today, um, what I'd invite you to do is to picture a change that's happening in your life, whether it's good or bad, um, or maybe you don't even want to put a, maybe that's too binary of a way of putting it, just a change that's happening in your life. And then I'll put one of those in the chat, one of those prayers. And we can just make some space here and ask God, is there a way that you can help me move forward with more freedom and joy in this? And so let's take about a minute or so. I'll let you know when that time is up. So creator, we thank you that in this vast universe that you want to be in relationship with us, these creatures out here on, on planet earth. And we thank you that you care about us and that you're patient with us and that you invite us to be part of this process of becoming and this creative process in the universe. We ask that you would help us to um, embrace the changes in our lives and we would ask that you would help us to find freedom and joy and peace through those and experience your presence walking with us um, even in like the, the just the dynamism of day-to-day -day life where things are in constant flux thank you for your presence thank you for being the god of becoming thank you for being emmanuel god with us Thank you for revealing these aspects of who you are, and we ask for greater understanding and insight into those. In your name we pray, amen.